Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. The CLNS Media Network is powered by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Uh, John Zanis, Taylor Kyles here. We were waiting until the conclusion of the 4 o'clock games, the 4 o'clock window, which Taylor just turned off over his shoulder. The Eagles beat the Cowboys 28-23 in a game that featured two actual football teams, um, which is not what you watched earlier today if you took in the Patriots and the tanking commanders. This is a team who basically sold off parts and is trying desperately not to win, comes into Foxborough and beats you. And not only beat you, looked like a significantly better team than the Patriots. And this game could have been more lopsided uh, were it not for some other things that, uh, um, you know, and again, I think officiating, I'm not going to get into that, but I think this Patriots showed who they were today again, and they've done it again and again and again and again. And anybody expecting this team to ever be anything different than what we're seeing or what we've seen this year, uh, that's not going to happen. And honestly, I, I don't think you should have ever expected it to happen. But I think every fan is kind of in the same place now. Um, Patriots are arguably one of the worst teams uh, in football. Um, if not, you really can't argue anymore. You can't. Yeah. And <laughs> we'll start with Taylor. Thing. Taylor's in his cozy, the cozy confines of his home right now, but he was in Foxborough all day. And yes, I'm going to, he, we're going to keep sending you Taylor and you have no choice in the matter, but it is what it is. But look, it's where we're at with what's going on right now with this team. But uh, off air, before we jumped on here, uh, Taylor said two things that I think are um, important and interesting. Uh, one is uh, he's ready to bring some heat uh, in terms of the overall performance and what he's seeing on the field from the Patriots and what he's seeing after the game, which is something that, you know, you almost have to be a grizzled veteran reporter to really start feeling the sting of what comes after the game uh, with what, you know, it's evasive when they're winning, but it's lack of accountability when they're losing. And there's lots of yeah. issues with accountability here. Um, and also just simply the, 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 the thing that I'm most concerned with, and I think you should be as a Patriots fan, is um, absolutely losing the room, which again, we just saw what happened with McDaniels in uh, Las Vegas. When you're a jerk or when you're tough, I'm not going to say a jerk, but when you're tough, and there's no fun to be had and it's your way and there's no other way that it can be done. And any deviation or any mistake could get you benched at any given time. It, that's okay when there's when there's Super Bowl appearances at the end of the line. It's not okay for a 2-7 and seven team. And it's being held together by glue and spit uh, right now by guys like David Andrews uh, and Matthew Slater and some who've been here. 
Um, but I don't know how much longer this is going to go. You already had a couple of benchings today, regardless of what they're going to call them, and we'll get into that as well. But uh, Taylor, just jump in here. What 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 stood out to you, either you know the game or the locker room or all of it? Just first impressions. So before we got down, shout out our bud Mike Cadlick. He was saying like towards the end, he says, "I'm watching Jonathan Kraft in the box just to see how he's reacting." He's like, he was pissed. He's like pointing at people. He's yelling. He's throwing his hands up. So that's probably not a good sign when one of the leaders of the entire business is not in a good mood. But I mean, I don't think anybody was when in the locker room, I'm young on the beat, obviously, but I've seen quite a few losses in my young career now, and I've never seen the locker room clear out that fast. Like usually guys kind of hang around or like they're talking or whatever. Sometimes like early in the season, they kind of sat there and were just like taking it in. And you could tell there was just like a, what is go Like, how did that happen? People were out, like they were gone. Um, and then I thought it was Juju Smith-Schuster, hats off to him because he's been somebody that we're in his face every day. And I know it gets on his nerves. I understand that. But he faced the music and he answered questions. He was fully accountable. He was honest with us. Like really, I, I know the last play was tough. And it sucks that – I don't think anyone is going to say that was because of Juju. It just stinks that he was actually doing a pretty solid job and that was the outcome because uh, it was a drop and he did make a mistake, but he owned it. I give him so much credit for that and I really respect him for it. At the same time, and, you know, I understand football's an emotional game and all that, but like J.C. Jackson, so we'll talk about – he and Jack Jones, I think it was pretty obvious they were benched. In no game that they've been there together has um, Sean Wade been the clear starter over them for like multiple drives. There was a time in the Saints game where they were rotating a bit, but it was clear that J.C. Jackson was their top guy. Um, But yeah, for two series, for some reason, Sean Wade's the top cornerback out there. No hint that that was going to happen. And, you know, it was strange because you're thinking, okay, these are two guys, Jack Jones and J.C. Jackson, two explosive touchdowns allowed last week. Both with them, each one they were accredited with, or it was their responsibility. So at that point, I'm like, okay, maybe that's the reason. I can't think of any other you know, reason you would bench two people uh, for two series. And then you talk to Bill Belichick about it. He acts like, what do you mean? Like, they all three played. Like, yeah, Bill, but why didn't two guys who played the rest of the game not play to open? He acts like he doesn't know what we're talking about and that we're crazy for even acknowledging it. And then Jack Jones was just out of there. And then there was the whole thing about him liking a tweet, whether he meant to or not, saying that, you know, he should have just pled guilty and basically gone to jail rather than play through what the Patriots are going through this season. So, yeah, it was weird after the game. Obviously, during the game, honestly, you're getting to the point where you see how the team is after a few drives. And, you know, the touchdown drives were quick and they were cool, but it's pretty obvious they weren't sustainable. And um, and then you saw the rest of the game. They couldn't keep a drive together, which Hunter Henry mentioned was the main concern. So, you know, it just got to a point where you expect what happened with the Pats at this point. Defense is going to get a few late stops. Offense is going to be able to do anything with them. It is what it is at this point. And it's just, it's really bad. It's the lack of discipline. It's you can't, the margin for error is razor thin. As you see, like Mac isn't playing his best game, but when he's doing the right thing, guys are letting him down. And then when those things aren't going well, then protection's failing. And it's like, it's always something with this offense. And it's just, it's hard to watch. It really is like, 
my job is going to football games live. Like I'm grateful for it and I'm not complaining, but it's also an odd feeling because you think it's something you would expect to be excited about and all this great energy. And it's just this weird lull where it's just, you're watching a bad team where you don't even want to root for them because it's like, okay, well, they're not good enough to fix this quickly. They need good draft capital. And now people are going to be banking on that. So Weird scene after the game, weird scene during the game, especially the defense, lack of discipline that Belichick and Dietrich Wise both mentioned. It's tough because they tried their best and, you know, they did pull it together late. So it's, I don't want to pile on them, but you also can't, you have to acknowledge the fact that they couldn't get off the field on third downs for most of the game. Yeah. I mean, look, it's just, it's so much bad, so much and, bad. <laughs> and this is what we have to acknowledge. If it didn't end badly, it wouldn't end. So that's kind of how. I mean, that's how it goes. It's like, usually is when it ends, it ends, it's because it's gone bad. Uh, and it's gone bad, but it's been there for a while. And that's the thing is like, I, I, I take no victory laps or anything like that. It's just, this has been coming for a long time. I think that just the talent deficiency on this team. And, you know, I know people talk themselves into, you know, the possibilities of who knows, let's just wait till we see it. Now that you've seen it, you know, I think the judgment is in and it's swift and it's harsh. And I think it's right on point. Uh, we also want to tell you about LinkedIn Talent Solutions here. Uh, these days, every new potential hire can feel like high stakes wager for your small business. We've got a small business, Taylor, growing every day, but small still. You want to be 100% certain you have access to the best qualified candidates like Taylor. Uh, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. Um, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team fast and free. Um, and we have used this quite a bit and we have uh, found a lot of really good talent by uh, using this uh, LinkedIn talent solutions here. Uh, and it really is our primary kind of go-to every time we have an opening here at CLNS Media. Uh, and we just actually filled quite a few openings through uh, LinkedIn. So, um, you know, oh, I think we onboarded three people uh, last week, Taylor. I'm not, hey, we did. We did. Family getting bigger. Family is growing. So it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one delivering quality. Um, so all you have to do is uh, post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash beat and Patriots beat, which Taylor Kyles is on, on the Patriots beat. Um, LinkedIn.com slash beat, post your job for free terms and conditions apply. The things that you'd mentioned, Taylor, just talking about it, I might as well put it up there. This is that liked tweet right here. Everyone see it? He's still, it's still there? No. Is that live? That's screen. Oh. I, 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 we, we, was, uh, we saved it. Um, and that's what it says. It has since been deleted, but that okay. was the tweet uh, that we were talking about there. Uh, and he liked it. Um, and I think unliked it uh, afterwards. The other thing was you're talking about craft. There's a clip mm -hmm. already. And Jonathan and Robert are talking, looking at their phone, pointing in one of the uh, in very clear rip, uh, lip reading. You can just see Jonathan say not good enough in the sense of like, we're not we're just not good enough. Um, oh, also, let me mention the seats like there were clearly not as many people there as you would expect for a Patriots game in pretty good weather. That's also very relevant because you're talking about billionaires. They'll put up with you until you start effing with their money. And I really think that this I think last season it already started, but especially this season, they are going to start losing a lot of money. And they're not going to be seeing people like it's going to they're going to they have three primetime games in a row. They have three. They're going to get flexed probably. But right now they're slated for three primetime games. If they have any of those games, it's going to look really bad when the Chiefs 
are just completely turning the seats red and outnumbering Patriots fans. And it makes sense because fans shouldn't have to go to these games, pay their money, and spend their time, especially once the weather gets bad, to watch a bad product. And that's – I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but, like, that's a pretty big part you didn't. of it as well. No, people you're right. You're, you're stopping showing up. <laughs> no, you're spot on. I mean, all of this matters. It's the the what's the worst thing that you can be, Taylor? Uh, it, you know, but is irrelevant. The Patriots yeah. are irrelevant, and they have been. Nothing matters. That's the worst thing about it. Is they're boring to the fans. Whether they win or lose, it's still a slog. So you're just, and even if you won this game, you'd be like, what would you have taken from it to make you feel better about the future? Nothing. There's no cards you're holding in the deck about what you're going to feel good about going forward. You basically have to wipe the slate clean, at least on the offensive side of the ball, and pretty much start over. Uh, and you're in the worst position you could be in, which is at basically at the end of a rookie. It's not the very end of a rookie deal, but entering the end of a rookie quarterback window and realizing he's not the guy we got to start over. And then you look around and say, but we got nothing to start over with. And there, and there you have to go. All of the, all of the fans, myself included clamoring for receivers. I take it back. I really do. Because I don't think I don't think you add receivers until you have everything else in place, and they have nothing else in place. What would you do with a bunch of good receivers right now? You can't get the ball 10, 15 yards downfield. I, and again, it, I get it. You can multiple things can be true here. Mac, they can they could be doing nothing to help Mac, and they're doing nothing to help Mac. Uh, patchwork offensive line, three coordinators in three years, uh, and the worst receiving group in the NFL, bar none, not even close. Uh, sure, absolutely. And changing the personnel weekly in terms of who's there and who's getting snaps, some due to injury, some due to whatever. Um, it's not good enough. But I, I don't know how good it would look under perfect circumstances. There's moments in Mac's world where you see things, glimmers, and you're like, that looks like a type of play a good quarterback would make. And then you see another and be like, that's the type of play a very bad quarterback makes the inconsistencies, um, you know, the lacking, the command presence and that, you know, I, I'm not sure what you have there. And then just the inability to do anything to get the ball downfield, uh, you know, missing open guys that throw to Thornton was friggin' brutal uh, on the fourth down. That was he, really, he even acknowledged after the game, he's like, I had good protection. My feet were good. It was just a bad throw. And that's almost scarier is that he was, that was like the kind of route you were hoping to see from Taekwon. It's yeah, like, like he actually ran a good one. It was beautiful. And he just missed him, just completely yeah. missed him. And I'm not putting this game on Mac because he doesn't deserve that. He had his faults, but also like no one was helping him at all today. But that was one where I'm like, Oh man, there's no just, no one helped. It's completely him. inexplicable. <laughs> On the topic of Thornton, he had that other play where he runs he, he runs an out towards the sideline. He doesn't make his break until he's about five, and he and it's a rounding loopy break, and he doesn't turn his head, and he's at this boundary. At what point are you looking to turn your head for that ball? And do you remember how I was saying if they trade away Kendrick Bourne? This offense is going to go from like tough to watch to being unwatchable. I yeah. said that. I also was talking last week, this time last week, about or before the trade deadline, about the fact that like I know you want to see all these young receivers, but young receivers who aren't getting time in the game because they're not doing well enough in practice, it's going to look a lot worse than you think. And stuff like <laughs> that from Thornton is exactly what you're afraid of. It's like, oh my God, that looks so bad that you don't want to see him again. And with Kayshawn Booty, he's not active. 
it's everyone saying it's his best week of practice. He's saying he feels like he's going to step up. Him being out the scratch, either Bill Belichick is just being stubborn, which is in the cards at this point. Like we have to acknowledge it. He could just be being stubborn and doesn't want to play his young receiver who's also behind. But if Booty isn't doing well enough in practice, and that was his best week to earn reps in this situation, where Mike Kosicki's your fifth receiver, as Belichick said with his own words, like they went in a two-minute drill with Mike Kosicki as their slot receiver. That's mind-blowing. Because, like, I like Mike Kosicki, but, I mean, like, he and Mac don't have the chemistry where I'm okay with him being on the field in big moments. Because if you're giving Kosicki, like, back shoulders, there was another third down where they missed, where I just thought Mac should have given him a chance, threw it right to the defender's back. If you're taking advantage of Mike Kosicki being a massive target, then sure, keep him on the field. But if you don't, and you don't have rapport, then what is he doing there? Because he's not getting open, and you can't throw. So, like, what's what's going on there? So, it, like, today also showed you how bad and unwatchable this team can really be when they lose the few foundational pieces they have. And I thought, like, Jalen Rager, I don't even remember all of his targets, honestly. Uh, ESPN said he had seven targets and caught one. Yeah. And it was a slant. And, Mac, another thing you can tell – this offense, the lack of sync. Mac had like three slants. I think one was to uh, Juju, one was to uh, Zeke, and one was to Rager. Three of them were behind the receiver. And that's one of those things like in preseason where you see Zappy's like hitting certain guys on these slants and it's like he's asleep and just like on autopilot. And then he starts throwing him to like somebody else. I think it was Thyric Pitts or like people he doesn't have a lot of chemistry with. And for some reason, these aren't getting completed. And why is that? And it shows you that he just isn't used to throwing to some of these guys to the volume that he is. And it's starting to come out on the field and it's bleeding over and it's looking worse than what you could ever expect because no one thinks an offense in the professional football league, national football league, whatever, could look like this. And it's just, it's it's my worst fears coming to reality because this offense looked okay. Their two scoring drives were on plays that lasted three plays or drives lasted three plays, which like I said, isn't sustainable. And I was very concerned if they were going to be able to put another drive together. And like Hunter Henry said, they kept stalling out at midfield. But nothing worked. You eliminate a 64-yard no. run for, for Ramondre Stevenson. That leaves you with 43 yards rushing on 18 carries. So the entire run game wasn't able to get anything going on its own. You had that one explosive play. And as you said, you've got Mike Kosicki as a fifth receiver. He had one target in the game. One, a single target. No no catches, no yards, nothing. Uh, Rieger, as you said, a single reception for 11 yards on six targets. They targeted him six times. Uh, and so I, and, and the, the, the crazy thing was, um, in, uh, in, uh, when they're playing two receivers in 12 personnel, they started Douglas and Rieger, um, mm-hmm. there, um, that's who started and Juju and, uh, and Thornton were mixing in in three, three receiver sets or different packages, very, um, uh, you know, just strange choices. And so, you know, I'm going to bring it back to the whole. You know, the Jack, I, I, I don't want to speculate blindly, but we lived through this in 2009. And I'm sure a lot of people will remember what I'm talking about, where you had what I dubbed at the time, which I thought was really clever uh, when I was uh, at NBC, uh, the Tardy Boys, uh, the guys who showed up late and who Belichick, uh, you know, uh, had them all, uh, you know, miss the thing. And Adelis Thomas said, like, well, it's not the Jetsons. How am I supposed to do fly here? It was like snowing. Um, but what you had was a team that uh just couldn't uh just wasn't listening okay Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was in addition to not having the talent 
And that's the team that had Tom Brady and they couldn't get on the same page. There's also a famous clip in one of those NFL films sort of behind the scenes where Belichick's saying to Brady, I just can't, I, I don't know what it's going to take. I can't get these guys to do what I want them to do. You so know, we're getting stomped by the Saints. <laughs> yeah, in the Saints game. I, I, I can't get these guys to do what I want them to do. And this is kind of a similar sort of situation is I don't think, I don't think he can get him what he wants to do. I don't think the coaching is nearly good enough here. I mean, my goodness, Taylor, one of the, one of the jokes with this team Anyway, <laughs> I love that comment. He's completely he's completely right. The amount of dialogue around Kayshawn Booty is so unfair and ridiculous. And we literally have to it because just, it's our job. It just <laughs> speaks to a mindset. Nobody. And again, nobody believes Kayshawn Butte is coming in here and saving this team. Mm-hmm. It's more a mindset of what? Why not try it? What do you what do you what do you risk here? As I said last week, like you have to figure out if anybody is worth holding on to, which means I don't care if Thornton's not ready. You got to put him out there and see it what he can do. I'm t- I know Taylor, but otherwise cut him. So gross. It doesn't matter. Cut him. Demario Butte Thornton just by the end of this year, decide if any of them are on the team next year and if it's just Demario, so be it. And cut them. Who cares? Don't and enter also, another camp and tell me Thornton looks great just to go through this again. I don't want to see yeah, it. I agree. Figure it I out agree. in the game. Use this as a growing that, and that's what people want to see with Butte. Is it's a guy with a with a legitimate pedigree who kind of pissed it all away by having uh, issues in college and performance issues and off field stuff, and it was a cla- a buy low flyer. How are you going to know if he can do anything unless you give him opportunities? But again, may, there might be a massive knucklehead factor behind the scene here, Jones. You know what happened late last year, and the rumor, again, was, you know, it was an attitude issue, and he gets, uh, you know, uh, whatever it was, uh, the discipline issue that he had at the end of last season uh, with Bill Belichick. And then, um, you know, the the the, the talk, word on the street was some sort of talking back or whatever. Um, J.C. Jackson didn't go well over in, uh, in, uh, in you know, in L.A. And, uh, you know, again, one of those guys that's, Maybe not on board fully with what's going on here, you know, behind the scenes in the program. I'll say, like, to the J.C. Jackson thing. So I talked to him about the Dolphins game. Uh, specifically, I was asking him about the big plays and that he gave performance up. issues because he's been brutal. Right. And I asked him because I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt because there were two plays where I was like, the Dolphins are just good. You kind of have to tip your cap sometimes. And he was overwhelmingly like, I messed up. Like, I did this wrong. It's not – he gave them credit. was also like, I, I had mistakes. So to see him, like, that's the first time I've seen a player after a game just be like, I'm not talking. Which, come on, man. Like, one of the touchdowns that was given up was a play where you took a while to even understand what the He's not talking because he's mad that he got benched, so. Right, and it's like, it's a lot of different things where I understand it's emotional and everything, but, like, it's still your job. You can say no comment, but to completely decline, I thought, was just not a great look. And also, one thing I'm just going to throw in there is kind of off topic, but you mentioned, like, the running game was bad outside of that one run. It's frustrating because the past two weeks, Ramondre Stevenson is actually starting to look like himself. Like you're see, starting to see him make the first guy miss. He's showing contact balance and plays that you think are over. He's getting more yards. But so little is being blocked for him consistently that you can't really tell except for the one to two like, oh, wow, runs a game. Or if they give him some passes where he gets the ball in space. But that's another frustrating part is your best player is now finally starting to look good. And you don't even notice because the run game is struggling. I don't know if it's just lack of execution. I don't know if it's chemistry, as Cole Strange mentioned. I think that's part of it too. But uh, like all the skill position, and again, like and 
I think there needs to also be a line for what we talk about. Just put the receivers out there. How bad does it have to be for you to say, okay, this isn't even worth it? Because I understand wanting to see what they can do and getting experience. But a route like what Taekwon had, where you're genuinely like, <laughs> I, even as a receiver who's played the position at all, like, what are you doing? What, were you, what was going through your head? It's like, is that not the line where you're saying maybe we shouldn't put him out there? Maybe like even Mike Kosicki is better than someone who's not uh, even and, looking and for again, the ball? We're not worried about better. We're worried about it's an audition. It's an open audition. You've got the rest of the season to prove to me that you have any business on a football field. And if you don't, I will not employ you next year. It's that simple. You can't, we can't keep doing this. You got to figure out what you need. And that's, and that's it. It, it, that's all I'm saying with there. But again, we're obsessing over the minor things. Really it's the the larger issue and why I keep going back to this. I don't know if it's, I don't know why Douglas and, and, uh, and, uh, and Rieger are the ones starting. Are they the ones who are most like have the best practice or the most compliant, uh, Listen, do things the way they want. Well, Demario's good. That's I know he's first. good. He's the only <laughs> one left there. But like, what what are the decisions, and why are they being made the way that they're being made right now? I'm not really sure. This was another curious one, which is like, you know, and again, people who suffered through Malcolm Butler and the be- Super Bowl benching and still not having an answer to that is really frustrating. But you do wonder whether it's crumbling behind the scenes here, and what happens if you lose another game, fall to two and eight heading into that bye week. I. I don't know. I don't know what kind of performance you're getting from the, from those guys in those remaining games anymore. I think it's Mac, one, two, three, one, two, three, Cancun already with this team. Mac was asked if it's hard to like keep confidence in the system pretty much during the press post game, and he was like, "Yeah, but what? Yeah, okay." <laughs> that was that was pretty. Usually, he skates those questions, and maybe. He meant it a different way, but even still, like Matthew Slater said last week after the Dolphins game, like, yeah, it's going to be tough to like kind of maintain buy-in and stuff like that. And these are things that they were denying earlier in the season. So it's not that it's not that these are just slipping out. Like these are this is different from what they've been saying when they you could tell they did have faith because it was kind of silly after three games to think that they were good. I wouldn't say silly because at the time it was pretty fair uh, considering it was the repeat of a lot of things we'd seen earlier from the offense, but they're start. The cracks are already starting to show where players are acknowledging. Yeah, this is tough and we're not even at the bye week yet. So yeah. Uh, as, as far as Mac is concerned, I found some of his post game commentary interesting. Um, uh, just the way that he was answering uh, certain questions. I don't think he's doing himself himself any favors. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action NFL. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including you got spreads, you got your player props, you got over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 
1-800-GAM-1234. And also, if you want to learn how to bet smarter, check out Odds R. Go to oddsr.com slash presspass. Download the app. It's not a betting app. It, it's not a sports book. What it does is it helps you and teaches you how to bet smarter um, using machine learning and AI. Odds R uh, just basically makes smart bets for you. So again, check it out. Oddsr.com slash presspass. Wanted to talk quick about the Mac Jones stuff. Um, uh here and uh let me see one thing so taylor mac jones couple of comments i felt were you in on his entire press conference um i was yeah general vibe i felt like there was a lot of that's a good question i don't know that's a good point that you made uh excellent question there and to me that's basically saying like what you said is right but i don't want to say it so i'm gonna let you say it and some of it was about personnel um changing personnel is that tough that's a good question you know what about this you make an excellent point he did kind of a lot of those things which is you know thinly veiled sort of like yep i'm agreeing with you but i'm not going to say it um sort of stuff and i i don't know who watches it or who sees it i can't imagine that plays super well you know because underneath it all he's like but no excuses and i have to do better and blah 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 and this and that but you know mac feels it you know mac feels he's been done dirty by bill the last two years and everything with everything around it and i don't know that that's something that can ever be fixed um and i, I don't think it will be fixed i think the if one if one is back the other certainly is not and realistically it would be it wouldn't be surprising if both aren't here next year but i think this marriage is over i agree like this is one where i'm i've, I've said a lot of what i wanted to say about this but i mean yeah i, I think we've gotten to the point where it uh, I just there's so many holes on this team that I don't even think of Mac is your biggest problem but it, whether it is him or Bill or both or one or the other like something's got to change because there's so many things that Bill does well and brings to the organization but it's also it's gotten to the point where even giving that caveat seems like I'm giving him an easy way out for what has just been objectively a horrendous season and he always says that all of that goes to me and when we do poorly it's all on me well Bill yeah and you're the general manager so even if you're not super involved in personnel during the season because you're super duper busy you know these things do fall to you so and we've already said you can't really put all this on Mac. Like, he's doing his best, but his best isn't good enough. But then when he is doing his best, people are letting him down. It's just a cacophony of bad. And I think he just doesn't want to lie to our faces like Bill tends to. And, you know, act like our questions aren't valid when they absolutely are. And I think as long as they're, you know, phrased the right way, I think all of the players are usually pretty honest about, yeah, we're not doing enough. Like Dietrich Wise also kind of turned the corner of earlier yeah. in the year being like, yeah, no, like we're a good team. He, I remember him specifically saying so, we are a good team. Today he said we're beating ourselves. I think this was the first time I've heard him outright say that like, yeah, yeah there's no real positive. We're just – I think players and coaches are different in this regard, Taylor. And again, as a guy who's done this my entire life in terms of like, you know, media on the scene, producing, looking for sound bites, trying to read into what's being said, you know, feeling entitled to some level of honesty and or accountability from the people that we talk to on a regular basis. I finally kind of settled in on this. I think players, sometimes they don't want to talk to you. Like, I think it's different. 
the players are out there playing. And sometimes when you ask them why they did something, their blood is up after the game. They're all jacked up. They, and they, they may feel accountable, but they don't necessarily want to tell you. They don't want to give it up. Okay. Is it better when they do? Sure. Do we feel better about it? Sure. Do we treat them a little bit softer and nicer when they are accountable? Sure. So Juju is going to get a free pass for his drop this week. Because he because he owned up to it. And Parker, there was a witch hunt for a friggin', you know, seven days trying to, to admit that you messed up. And I don't care as much about that. If inside the <laughs> locker room they're doing it to each other, that's fine. Sometimes they just don't want to give it up to us because they're just like, ah, oh, man, I just I, I know what you want out of me. I just don't feel like giving it to you right now. And so and that's an emotional reaction sometimes after the game. Parker, of course, had three, four days after the fact to have looked back on it and said, like, yeah, I got to catch that ball. He didn't. Doesn't matter leave that alone the coach is different the coach to me and this is what 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 it is with all of them they're much smarter than we are the players are much smarter than we are they see things and know things we'll never be able to comprehend and that's even including someone like you who is as good as anybody in the business at understanding what they actually see on the field the majority of people asking questions don't understand nearly close to the same level as these guys so bill doesn't feel that you Whoever you are asking the question is entitled to an answer because you don't understand or see what he sees. But from the media perspective, it's like, but we're asking you, we're, we're, what's the point of journalism? It's sports. This isn't, we're not talking, it, look, we're not talking to City Hall or talking to somebody, you know, about major issues that affect people. This is sports and it's sports fans who just want their teams to win. But it still is about holding power to account. And you're trying to ask the person making all the decisions why they made the decision that resulted in blank. And you have him say, whatever. Like, I don't care. So when you're not getting it from the coach, it's a little bit tougher because you're basically saying, like, you're accountable for all of this. Why aren't you telling us why you're making the choices that you're making and why you did this and why didn't you play this person? And when they don't tell you, then it gets really, really frustrating because you're trying to get answers because I think the fans want the answers. So that's very, very frustrating when it happens. You know, yeah. as I said, the Malcolm but Butler, you know, all these years later, you still don't know why Malcolm Butler doesn't play in the Super Bowl. Like, that's extremely frustrating. I think still eats at a lot of people. Yeah, and that's exactly what I, I thought I, of. I am 100% calling myself stupid. Most journalists, compared to the people, they're asking questions. They, we, we are not on their level. But we're basically saying, can you explain it to us sometimes? You know, and with Bill, it's... Hey, fall at the altar of Bill. We know you're the almighty. and you. There's not a single person employed at, but on a team in any capacity as a coach or a whatever who doesn't know worlds more about football than every person in that locker room asking questions. But you're asking them why. Why are you doing these things? Explain it to us. It doesn't seem to make logical sense sometimes and still not getting answers over the, over the, uh, the basic stuff, which gets which gets frustrating. Yeah, it does. I mean, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. I don't even have much to add. It's just like one example of it the other way was like I asked Mac uh, about the Jalen Rager back shoulder where Emmanuel Forbes almost picked him off. And he was super candid and basically was like, yeah, we tried to pick on him and it didn't work. <laughs> I didn't even understand that was what yeah. he meant. At first, I thought Ray, I thought he just meant he was trying to throw to Rager. I was like, well, that didn't work very well. Yeah. And then I, and then somebody was like, dude, no, he was talking about Thor. I'm like, oh, damn, that was kind of juicy. I had a scoop and I didn't even know. Amateur, I'm learning. But yeah, yeah, it, 
different different wavelengths with coaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, but that's Bill, and it's always been Bill. It really more comes down to again, nobody gives a crap about the media. Nobody gives a crap about you know. This is Jack Nicholson. I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. Like he doesn't care what we think we're entitled to in terms of answers. I do think the fans want some answers, and the, really the fans want answers not about like what's happening on the field. It's why did you ruin the Patriots? Like what's going? Like that's what people want to know is why is this happening here? Like you you would like to feel that the person responsible for all of it recognizes I have put a bad team on the field. I have assembled a poor team, a team bereft of any real talent who and, and, and who doesn't do what we want them to do or we're not doing a good enough job getting them to do what we want them to do. But there's not enough acknowledgement there. And I think that's where people, that's where the vultures really start circling here. Um, because it's all fine and good when you've got Bill can be funny and crap all over a reporter when they're when they're you know fourteen and two and headed to another Super Bowl. It's not as cool when the entire fan base is like, no man, I really want to know this. Like, what's going on right now with this team? And also, do you recognize it or do you think everything's okay? Do you think it's fixable? Do you feel as is it as do you view this as dire a situation as we do because we're freaking out man you know and that's kind of where fans are here is i want this team to be good but you're not giving me anything so hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting go to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price priceline getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing a one-of-a-kind ring that you design at blue nile can help your love sparkle just choose your diamond and setting when you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking at Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hit the nail on the head, man. I don't, think I, I don't even know what to say about this team anymore. I mean, it's yeah. true that we, you'd like more accountability, but at the same time, how many times is Bill going to say we didn't do enough or we're disappointed enough? Like, I, I feel like there's a point where as annoying as it is for us, I think there's times in his brain where he really is just like it was simple. We didn't play good enough football and he doesn't have the answers that we want until he watches the tape. But I'm sure he'll, you know, evade questions still tomorrow. But no, because then you're on to whatever, you know, we're on to the next game. We're on to we're on to Germany. So we're off to Germany is where we are. That'll be the new one. Not me. I'm staying here. (laughs) I know. So uh, that's what we have here. Was there, uh, did you see anything redeemable in, in max play today or anything redeemable in anyone's play? And again, someone just mentioned here, it's, it's another game in which they failed to score 20 points. And it's just really freaking hard to do that uh, in this Um, NFL and, and hang in there. Jelani Tavai, Christian Barmore and Anthony Jennings are having career seasons and they all had really impressive plays today. They did. Um, Ramondre Stevenson, like I said, is looking better. It's hard to tell. Like, you really got to look for it because he's not getting a lot of help himself, but he's looking better. Demario Douglas is Demario Douglas. Um, Yeah, that's what I got. Oh, Josh Uche, man. he's His discipline has been 
I feel like every game he gives up the edge and it leads to like some kind of big conversion or something. So I, I just I don't know what the idea was not it's, selling. It's possible the only thing Bill hates more than fumbles or turnovers is not setting an edge. That you you, you want to talk about getting yourself put on the bench quickly. That's why anybody with any sort of pass rushing chops doesn't play nearly as much as you think. It's that. You know, yeah. it, it yeah. just is the most important thing. They, they just, it drives them friggin' bananas. With a busy fall season already in swing, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. Now you'll save time, eat well, stay on track with your healthy lifestyles. Ain't too busy to cook this fall? But want to make sure that you're eating well. With Factor, skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping and the prepping and the cleaning up too, while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality that you need. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. Then get back to crushing those goals. Adjust your stride this autumn without missing a step. Choose from 35 plus weekly flavored packed, fresh, never frozen meals that promote a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences all ready to eat in just two minutes. Relish the best of autumn with fall flavors. Our limited time only hearty, comforting meals featuring seasonal veggies like cranberry pecan chicken, apple Dijon pork chops. I mean, these meals even sound fancy, they're so good. Ready in just two minutes. They'll satisfy your fall cravings during the busy season without the hassle. Level up with gourmet plus options prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. Treat yourself to upscale meals with premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. Too busy running around during the day to think about lunch? Keep your energy up with lunch to go. Effortless, wholesome meals like grain bowls and salad toppers that are ready to eat when you're on the go. No microwave required. Looking for calorie conscious options during the busy season? Try delicious, dietitian-approved, calorie-smart meals with around eh, less than 550 calories per serving. Need an extra boost to support your wellness goals and feel your best as you tackle a busy autumn? Try Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. Round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45-plus add-ons to suit various preferences and tastes. Choose from breakfast items like our delicious apple cinnamon pancakes bacon and cheddar egg bites and potato bacon and egg breakfast skillet or for an easy wellness boost try refreshing beverage options like cold pressed juices shakes and smoothies with factor you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice we offset 100 percent of our delivery admissions and source 100 percent renewable electricity for our production sites and offices so this october get factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash presspass50 and use code presspass50 to get 50% off. That's code presspass50 at factormeals.com slash presspass50 to get 50% off. And the rush lane discipline was pretty terrible today. And Dietrich Wise also acknowledged it after the game. But uh, yeah, those are the bright spots. Barmore, Tavai, Jennings having breakout seasons relative to the rest of their careers. Um, and then Ramondre Stevenson. The guys you think were going to be good on offense, Ramondre Stevenson, DeMario Douglas are good. 
Um, and Hunter Henry is old reliable, except for the pass interference he's gotten for the first time. They have run that several times every year that Hunter Henry's been on this team. I think that's the first time it's ever been called. Um, although it was kind of blatant, but yeah, I thought that was weird, but yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's who knows. Um, so again, around and around we go kind of doing the same exact show week in, week out. Again, not super interesting to talk about what's going on in the field, but you're just waiting to see a glimmer of something. And that's kind of why maybe people want to try personnel changes. I will say, I mean, I think the Patriots are pretty definitive and, you know, when they look at things and, and recognize like, you know, there, there's a reason why Mac hasn't gotten pulled yet. And it's not because Mac keeps earning another shot they, they they know they don't have a quarterback you know uh re, like that resembles an nfl quarterback on this roster they're not going to zappy zappy's not better they know it you know i, I know people want to change for the sake of change but you, you know it, it, it's almost not fair if you're going to keep competing it's almost not fair to 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 do that to the other people you're asking a lot of people to put their bodies on the line on a weekly basis yeah. you can't completely give up on them and just be like ah screw it it's kind of why teams don't tank it's kinda, like really tank or it's why coaches don't tank you know um just you can't get out of that like asking somebody to put their health on the line so you can people are risking their health their lives yeah. and and you're asking them to do it but then you're gonna mess around with other personnel and put in some crap quarterback and then send everybody else out there knowing that you're yeah. absolutely gonna get your ass kicked today it's a hard thing to ask of people and that's kind of why it doesn't happen tanking kind of happens organically where you just have a bad roster and then maybe you just shut some guys down with injuries or this or that. Um, and you know, More often than not, that's when you see bad teams have late pushes because they're like, I'm not like, this is embarrassing. I'm not letting this happen. And yeah. then the teams that try to tank sometimes are like ownership is clearly, clearly trying to help them tank and then it doesn't happen. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it is what it is. Ashley, Ashley pining hard for Mac to be here forever. But um. But yeah, it's all right. I mean, could I see a world in which everything changed and Mac was not this bad? Yeah, I could see that world. I just don't see it right now. Um, yeah. That's kind of that's kind of the thinking is at this point, it's hard to see whether or not anything is redeemable uh, with his play because everything's so bad around it. Um, that we are, you know, it's it's really tough to know. Uh, a couple of other things to talk about before we boogie. Um, so someone's got to check on Josh McDaniels right now because he's got to be about as low as low gets. Um, you know, tough, tough, tough week for him uh, with the with the players only meeting uh, reporting coming out that uh, that he. Um, you know, basically everyone went in on him. His basically everything Josh McDaniels knew about what it was to be a good football coach, which was to uh, nitpick and have his hand in everything and try to be a perfectionist like his mentor and his predecessor. Uh, and also whatever football, whatever offensive football acumen he felt that he brought to the table uh, was basically laid to waste in a players only meeting. Uh, you know, he was apparently a shell of himself the rest of the week and uh, they went out there and laid an egg. He gets replaced. And in their first game back, they score more points in the first half than they had in any single game uh, with him at the helm, 30 to six defeating the giants, which is no uh, tremendous uh, feat. I'll, I'll tell you, but still, um, so that happens. So it's again, it's still kind of that thing of what happens when the Belichick style is not uh, is not accompanied with the Belichick winning. Um, and almost every single coach on the 
Belichick coaching tree, of which there are very few branches remaining, um, has suffered this same fate going in there and being a taskmaster and a dictator and somebody who's really tough and makes it in really grinds people, but without the results. And that's what's happening to Bill right now, too. It's kind of it's kind of a mirror image. And I mean, it's he, when that strategy doesn't work and when you're not getting the results that you need on the field, it looks really, really bad because it's this closed off kind of thing where it just it gives off the vibe that you feel like you're better than people. And if you're not showing results, then especially when you're dealing with grown ass, I'm sorry, grown adults, they're not going to take that very well. And that's why you start to worry. All right. How is Bill handling this behind the scenes? Because these being relatively compassionate and he's you know being like i respect you guys i'm trying to get the best out of you and it's just not working that's one thing but if he's like being a hard ass and you know what you'd expect him to be like and people are looking at him like who are you talking to like yeah you have all the success but i've been here for a few years and i ain't seen it it doesn't fly yep doesn't fly patriots right now um the second worst scoring differential in the entire nfl behind only those New York Giants who suffered those two massive defeats to start the season. Um, two and seven, worst in the AFC. Only the Cardinals and the Panthers are worse with one win each. Patriots right now are tied with the Bears and the Giants, who they play later on, two and seven. That could be a draft pick bowl sort of game. Uh, they are no worse than a fifth overall draft pick right now. So um, that's where they're at. Uh, at this point uh, in time. Uh, so are, what do you think? This was the, this is the last question I'll ask you, Taylor. There was a feeling that it was possible that the Patriots could um, kind of right some wrongs here with this stretch. Commanders, Colts, Giants, okay, these next three. That could have been win, win, win. It would have changed things a little bit. It's not putting them in the playoffs, but with four of the next five being, or at least it was coming off the Dolphins, Commanders, Colts, Giants, Chargers, Steelers, that's four extremely winnable games. And not to say that the that the uh, Chargers are world beaters in a team that you absolutely could never beat. And then another one with the Broncos and another with the Jets. There were five or six potential Ws on the schedule. Uh, when you're looking at the rest of the schedule, I mean, now that we have to kind of recalibrate what we think this team is in terms of talent and and, and ability to compete, uh, what, do you see, what do you see here, you know? I think that they're going to win it. I can't even say that, honestly. I think they could. I think Pittsburgh has potential to be a really ugly game. The Colts always seem to play them well. I feel like the wheels are also kind of falling off for the Colts a little bit. Like, I know, uh, I know they had, that they had um, a good one today, but yeah. Oh, they did. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, Cause I know Shaq Leonard was like disgruntled and someone was, Oh yeah. Kenny Moore had two picks, two pick sixes. So yeah, maybe that's another game they could probably lose. Honestly, I cannot. I cannot say that this team is probably going to win any games. I think it's completely possible they lose all the rest of their games. And to be totally honest, considering the position they put themselves in, I don't think it makes sense. For I mean, like, obviously you want – as a person, you want this team to win because you don't want them to have to endure a whole string of just no more wins for the rest of the season. That's tough. And as a as a human being, I would never wish that on them because that's that's rough. But as a Patriots fan and someone looking towards this team's future, I don't blame people for maybe rooting for losses because you're you, there's not a lot that this team is giving you as a reason to be like, hey, at least they're you know at least they're trying. Like it's undisciplined, it's it's poor quality, it's just a lot of bad football. So yeah, I think they could lose all these games. I think maybe they'll pull off an upset or two. Um, 
because maybe somebody will sleep on them. But I think that they have the potential to lose out, especially because yeah. each team they're playing has something about it that's like they have they're way more talented. Whereas the Patriots don't have a lot of positions where you're yeah. like, this is a talent battle that they're going to win. I don't think there's any outside of maybe safety. Which isn't saying a lot, considering in the NFL you're looking yeah. at cornerback and you're looking at pass rusher, and you know Patriots have some good players, but I don't think there's any one unit that scares you at this point on the, either side of the ball. I would say, uh, you know, the Giants at this point looks like they lost Daniel Jones for the year, and while he wasn't playing great, uh, that's going to make things um, difficult there for sure. Um, uh, but they're going to blitz to Kingdom Come, so. Who, who knows how that game's going to go? They're just going to yeah. send heat. And there's no – we've not seen any evidence that the Patriots can survive that. So, Yep. Yep. So, uh, you know, we don't know where we're at. But, you know, it's we're kind of right back where we were, you know, a week ago or two weeks ago. Uh, well, two weeks ago was the Bills game. But, um, you know, just kind of the reality here. One more and then a bye week that probably everybody needs um, to kind of, uh, you know, just forget – Forget that Forget that this is the team that you root for for a little bit of time uh, and kind of move on. Um, there's more coverage. You can check out um, CLNS Media for Taylor's write-up of the game, what he saw, what he liked, what he didn't like. Uh, and uh, as I was told, there's a little bit of fire behind that, right? Yeah, this it's is a- one of my more uh, uh, poetic kind of uh, attempts. I'm just – I'm really pouring my heart into how disappointed I am. <laughs> Yeah. So there's that. And then, um, like I said, you know, subscribe here. We do appreciate you guys coming in here, hanging out with us, uh, chatting, you know, this, you know, a couple hours here after the game um, and uh, and venting a little therapy session in terms of where we're at. So, yeah. And this might be it. We're on to the Celtics. For those of you on to the Celtics, you know where to find us. We have a we have a fun little post game show uh, over on uh, our other YouTube channels. Uh, called the Garden Report, so you can definitely check that out too. But don't give up on the Pats because there's so much left. Um, uh, there's so much football left, and there's stories left, and there's other things here, and it could get intriguing. I mean, for those of you into Palace intrigue or the stuff behind the scenes, um, there could be some. I don't know what's going to happen here. I really don't know uh, with the rest of this season and how this goes. I mean, is there a world in which Bill doesn't even get? doesn't survive the bye week i don't know i don't know uh you know if you're doing any craft lip reading right now you have to know where their head is at uh and they're definitely pretty um you know pretty displeased with the current state of things as i know most of you are as well so again thanks for hanging out uh we're gonna wrap uh follow taylor and all of our patriots coverage and we will see you guys uh here you know probably tomorrow with some more patriots coverage patriots daily pat's beat greg bedard patriots podcast andrew callahan's pat's interference podcast all of them will be bringing the heat this week analyzing what's going on with your new england patriots thanks for So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. 
Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.